Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Coaching Radio. We are your hosts broadcasting from live, live from lovely Austin, Texas. Miss Julie Harris, my lovely bride of 25 years. Oh my God, it's been 25 years this year, Julie. Think about that. <laughs> I know. Welcome, welcome to the radio show. Oh, thank you. I think that's like 117,000 years in real estate. You know, 25 mm. years to a normal person is different. When you spend some of those in real estate, I always joke with my clients that we may be in our mid-40s, but we've got oodles and oodles of years and decades of, you know, between coaching calls and sales experience. So it's kind of fun to think about well, that we've been in the real, we've been in the real estate business in one for another, you know, for more uh, virtually all the time we've been married. You know, we bought our first house yeah. when we were in college. Man, we should have kept that bad boy. <laughs> we shouldn't have sold exactly. that one back when we were kids. Right. But yeah, I mean, so it's it's interesting. Uh, we're getting a lot of great feedback, Julie, and we had a video uh, sent to us. I posted it on the uh, radio channel, um, on the on the Facebook page, and also on mm-hmm. our uh, closed group Facebook page. I wish I could uh, pull up the guy's name, but it was on Facebook. I sent that video to you too, Julie. The guy was mm-hmm. standing in front of um, two houses covered with snow. <laughs> you could barely see the yeah. front door. And he was broadcasting the fact that he was going to do two open houses on Sunday. Yeah, you know, hats off to you, yeah. dude, seriously. And I'm right. going to look for your name here in a second so I can give you proper credit for it. But the reality of it is, is those are the types of people that get the property sold. Not the, you know, if you're waiting around, I think he was in Illinois. If you're waiting around for the market to come back, if you're waiting around for the tulips to come up, if you're waiting around, waiting around, waiting around, you're just procrastinating and you're going to miss the market. You're going to be one of these agents that are constantly in this, you know, essentially feast and famine mindset. There are no cash flow. There's very few agents that have cash flow. They have cash spurts, right? So if you want to break that cycle, you've got to be like that dude that sent us the video that I posted on Facebook, and you've got to be willing to go out there and do it. Other, uh-oh, here it is. I'm going to say it. You're going to hear it about 100 <laughs> times on every radio show. The secret to long-term, ever-increasing success is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. I promise you, there is no bigger secret to life in general and all aspects of life than that. That's it. It's doing it when you don't feel like doing it, when you don't feel like doing it. We break this down all the time, and I know our coaching students think they have it, but this first little caveat to that point when you're breaking it down is where most people miss it. So many of us are stuck in this paradigm that we think, well, we don't think. We only really act at any level when we feel a certain way. You have to, I have to, you know, whatever it is, you have to feel happy. You have to feel excited. You have to feel this. You have to feel the other thing. And so that's when you actually will start doing the things that will get you paid in real estate. But it's also when you only, like, are you, like, calling it in with your family or are you just totally and completely avoiding spending time with your kids? Now, I know I'm throwing around some things that are going to make some of you feel guilty. By the way, guilt is your natural reaction uh, when you actually have done something wrong and you know it because you have a conscience. So if you're feeling guilty when I say these types of things, it's probably because you need to do something about it. So when you're doing those things, any aspect of your life, when you're, you know, it's one thing to do them when you don't feel like doing them. But are you doing them at the highest level? That's the trick, you see. Our feelings, guys, your feelings, my feelings, Julie's feelings, 
feelings in general change every single tiny second. Like the fact that Julie was just making noise in the background is kind Sorry. of driving me crazy. So I'm trying not, <laughs> so I'm trying not to have that make me angry and my feeling to change. But the fact is, is that our feelings change constantly. Everything that we do changes constantly as far as our emotions. And if you wait around for your emotions to be at a certain level, a certain boiling point, before you actually are effective. Now, let's break it down again, and we're going to get back to our points about 30 things we wish we knew when we were 30. So we're going to get to point number seven in a second. And I know a lot of you uh, were calling us out because you know we didn't cover those points on Friday or yesterday. It's because Julie and I were suffering from lovely um, Hill Country, Texas allergies, and you guys wouldn't have wanted to hear us. But we're all back. (laughs) We're back in the saddle today, obviously. So we're going to get back to point Mm -hmm. number seven. So... Let's think about this, okay? So we know that you can't wait around to feel a certain way. We know what that means. We know that we have to get into action, and when we do, just like when you don't feel like exercising and you start exercising, then what happens magically you all of a sudden start feeling like exercising. That's what I'm talking about. That's how it has to be for every aspect of your life if you ever actually help hope to have consistent success, consistent wealth building, consistently good relationships with the people that you love. You have to do things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the highest level. Okay, so let's break this down to, you know, make this practical. Make it about making money. That's what you guys listen to us for. So when you're on the phone, okay, so when you get a lead, let's make this really rudimentary, how long does it take for you to call them back when you're not feeling motivated? Oh, shit, a buyer lead. I'm not calling that person back. Well, so maybe you never call them back. Maybe you call them back whenever you feel like it. Maybe you just leave them a message. Maybe they call back this morning and you're going to call them back this evening. Okay, That's, that doesn't work. You know it doesn't work. Versus even when you don't feel like it, that call, that lead, that email, that SMS, that whatever comes to you in whatever form it's arrived in your life, and you respond immediately. And you respond always on the phone. I'm going to say that again. That's a really important lead follow-up rule. In this day and age, I don't care how you got the information. I don't care if it's from a millennial or I don't care if it's from a uh, a non-millennial. <laughs> it doesn't matter. A lot of you guys have all these rules about how you follow up with people. The answer is always pick up the phone. That is something that so few do at a high level anymore that when you're the guy, I don't. you get an SMS, you've got their cell phone number, call them back. You get an email. If they don't give you their phone number, hit up Google, find their phone number, and call them back. Or say, I, I'll, that's a great question. Let me call you back. What's your best number? Call people back. That makes all the difference, okay? Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So now we're talking about you picking up the phone and calling all these back immediately. And the most important thing is you use a script. Now, am I telling you to memorize our scripts and use them exactly, or we're going to beat you with a stick. No. I want you to internalize the scripts, and I want you to personalize the scripts, but especially on the pre-qualification scripts for either buyers or sellers, it's important that you ask the questions in which we have, in the order in which we have them written. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Jedi mind tricks written into our scripts that after you read them through, you will see the, I don't mean to pat ourselves on the back, but you'll see the brilliance of them, and you'll all of a sudden find yourself enthusiastic about following leads back because now you're converting a lot more leads. Now those buyer leads you're discovering are indeed seller leads. Now all of a sudden you're feeling momentum and you're feeling excited, whereas before you didn't feel any of those things. You get it? So what you're looking for, guys, is on the other side of accepting the fact that it truly is about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's where you're going to find everything that you're looking for. I promise you, 
all of you guys who are looking, and Julie, I know this rolls right into point number seven, so get ready. Mm-hmm. All of you guys that are looking for Willy Wonka's golden ticket, especially <laughs> this time of year, you're looking for or all the, the ways to hit the – Or the Powerball. Well, hold on now. That was $1.5 billion. <laughs> That, <laughs> that might have been, been nice, worth it. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But all of you guys who are searching for the mythical easy button – are the ones that are going to be struggling for your entire lives. And just because everybody else you know is doing the same thing doesn't make it okay, especially after you've listened to us and the radio show hopefully more than once, because we've been telling you the truth. So you can't blame uh, not knowing the truth. You can't say that no one ever told me these things, because we just did. So do something with it. What's point number seven, Jules? All right, point number seven is stop looking for Willy Wonka's golden ticket. Smart people know that in order to build wealth, they build it slow and steady. Yes, that's a little bit more boring than just, you know, winning once, right? But liquidity events never happen in real estate and most other businesses for that matter. No one's going to buy your business. Operate from this day forward as if nobody is going to write you a giant check for your business on your magic retirement day. Instead, Build wealth from the money you make from selling homes or your product, depending on what you're in, but not from the 1% tiny chance that you will actually sell your business. I mean, Tim, between the two of us and all of our years in real estate and all of our years in coaching and all of the people we know, I think nobody. maybe off the top of my head, one or two, kind I know of, nobody. but not really. You know, they thought they sold it, but, you know, it's one of yeah. these funky maybe referral fees will come in type of deals. But they didn't really right. sell it. It doesn't happen. It's mythical. Let it go. Because if you don't and you get to that point, you're going to be really disappointed. Instead, slow and steady. So how do you actually implement this thought? Well, I wrote down some bullet points. First one under point number seven is to set specific slow and steady goals. Maybe rental property. Well, depending on you know where you're at in your business and how well your spokes are set up in your lead generation, it might be one rental property every other year. That's slow and steady, but if you stick to it, you're going to get there. Maybe for some of you, that's five rental properties per year. Maybe that's two or three flips. Well, slow and steady. Set up a 529 college education plan for kids or grandkids. If you're not sure where to start and you don't have any savings, your first goal absolutely should be to get to six months of reserves, then a year, then five years. Reserves based on what? Your personal monthly have-to-pay bills, your, you know, you call it your nut-to-crack, however you want to put that. The things you have to pay Get to six months reserves. If you're already there, you know, one of our coaching clients has 17 years of reserves, okay, and is not demotivated by that because she knows she's going to live more than 17 years, so she's not retired yet from real estate. But the point is she knows, based on her personal burn rate, that she's got 17 years of reserves. So set aside a percent of each commission towards these goals. And at any level in your real estate practice, you can be doing this. Whether you just got your license and your first deal is closing this week, set aside, even if it's only 5%, set aside something from each commission check towards your goals. Now, of course, Tim, that assumes that they have goals, and that goes back to some previous points. But slow and steady, you'll see it accumulate. Does this make sense, Tim? Well, Julie, drill, let's drill down on that. Here's, the, mm-hmm. what, here's really the essence of this point, guys is that um, what Julie said at the top there, that was really important. You don't have a liquidity event. A lot of you guys just, if you save at all, you only save when you have the mythical big closing, right? How many of you guys have only accumulated when you have that mythical big closing? So the reality of it is, is that even if that mythical huge closing happens, 
um, you know, that's great, but you will still, when that closing happens, just be paying off the debts that you accumulated uh, on your way to that big closing. You know what I'm talking about. So here's what you got to do, just making this practical. First of all, you guys got to connect with Dave Ramsey. Great financial management. We suggest you read Dave Ramsey's books. If you're at the top of the uh, ladder or, you know, if, if you're you know arriving at the end of the rainbow and you found your pot of gold, I would suggest that you read Dave Ramsey's book called The Legacy Journey. Great book. In any event, um, financial planning, really important. Take it seriously. I realize, and I am guilty of this as well, as was my wife, that 99.9% of us grew up with absolutely no financial um, education whatsoever. We are taught to count. We are taught to read. We are taught to dissect frogs. We are taught to how to play volleyball. We are taught to do you know all this stuff, but none of us received any sort of real financial planning. None of us, we're, we're all basically financially illiterate. You have to just accept the fact that you literally are, um, you know, you've arrived in some foreign country where everyone speaks a foreign language and you are the only person there that doesn't know how to speak this particular language. That's how ignorant you have to allow yourself to feel. Because when you do, what's going to happen is you're going to open your mind up to learning. Start with Dave Ramsey. He does a great job of making it very practical and easy to understand. And scale your thinking from there. One of the essence, one of the most important things about when it comes to accumulation is accepting that you won't have a liquidity event, that your savings, your wealth accumulation is going to happen from the, you know, basically becoming independently wealthy financially. It's only going to come from the money you pull off the top of every commission check. The top, before you pay everyone else and anyone else, you've got to pay yourself first. Before you pay your taxes, before you pay your whatever, you have to pay yourself first. Depending on your financial situation, that might be 10% or 5% or 50%, again, depending on your financial situation. But that money's got to come off the top. One of our earliest financial, I would call him a coach, but he wouldn't have called himself that. I would say basically he was a friend, was a real honest-to-God billionaire. And he's somebody who met through Howard Brenton. If you guys have been around for a while, you know that Julie and I were Howard stars back in the 90s. And so we had an opportunity to meet some really brilliant people. And he told us, I asked him, because I knew his history. I knew he was just basically, you know, a normal <laughs> Indiana farm boy who basically accumulated a lot. And I, I was in my 20s, and I asked him the question, how did you do it? I, too, was believing that there was some sort of Willy Wonka secret handshake kind of thing to accumulate wealth. And he said to me, and I really appreciated this, I've never forgotten it, as he said, my wife and I uh, were basically, we saved, started out with 10% off every dollar we earned, every dime we earned, 10% got saved. And then we basically started to increase that as we, uh, you know, paid off all of our debts, paid off our house, and then we went into sort of hyper-investment mode, and we've never slowed down. And the guy has accumulated, or he passed away, but he accumulated over a billion dollars. Now, I want you to think about that. That is a dude who started out basically buying and selling farmland in Indiana, and then he essentially built his business up from there, built his wealth uh, up from there. It happens that way, guys. That's how you do it. That's slow and steady. Stop looking. Your company is not going public, okay? There's not going to be a big mergers and acquisition firm that's going to call you, that want to acquire you, you know, give you some sort of crazy multiple. Not in this business. The blessing of this business is that you can create as much revenue as you want. The curse of this business is that you will most likely, unless you're intentional about saving, spend every cent of that revenue and never accumulate any money. So think about this, guys. Keep it practical. You're in this business to create wealth. That should ultimately be your goal, to make it so that you are financially free. It is actually easier to do than you think, 
then maybe what you've been led to believe, again, going back to the lack of financial education. Listen to our past radio shows. We literally have hundreds, maybe even over a thousand radio shows that you guys can listen to. Most of them are published on Inman.com, and they're also on RealEstateCoachingRadio.com. So make sure you catch up on your financial or you know improve your financial literacy. Start there, and obviously start with the Dave Ramsey books. All right, the next point is actually, as I look at it, one of the other points I learned from this fellow who was mentoring Julie and I back when we were in our 20s, and I won't tell you guys how I came about this. I'll just read it to you. I won't tell you the story because for the sake of time. But know the true definition of rich. Rich is when your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Think about that. Now, here's the rule you should set up for yourself. Your goal is to, A, accumulate, as Julie said, start with 90 days and, and ideally 90 days worth of savings, but ideally six months worth of savings. Cover all your personal financial um, you know, needs. Then you pay off your debts, including your house. You should pay everything off. Then after that, when you're still making revenue and you're in this mode of savings because you've you know, basically retired all of your debts, then what you do is you start looking for ideally – in our opinion anyway, <laughs> uh, rental property to then create passive income for yourself. We always suggest that you try to, uh, again, I know this flies in the face of literally every book you've ever read, but we suggest you pay cash for your rental properties. Yes, that means that you'll accumulate fewer because say, say you save $100,000 in most markets you can probably buy, you know, put 20% down on average properties. You can buy two or three pretty easily. But I don't want you to do that. And the simple reason is, is because we coached agents for the past 20 years, and we know during the three recessions that we've been coaching agents through, as soon as the market slows down, as soon as basically that property goes vacant and needs a roof, that's when it goes into foreclosure. Because what happens is they don't have the ability to make the payment on the property, because if it's not being rented, you still have to make the payment. Oh, but Tim, I still have the property taxes on that payment, that, on that property that's going to be due. Yes, but it's nothing, not even in a high property tax state like Texas compared to if you had a mortgage. True, right? So let's not argue with the logic behind not having any debt. And and if you find anyone who is trying to sell you on the idea that there's such thing as good debt, you need to pretty much turn do an about face and walk out. There is no such thing as good debt. People that want you to believe that there's thing as good debt are selling debt. They're the lenders. They want you to buy shit. Oops, sorry. <laughs> they want you to basically Fine. borrow money. <laughs> I know, fine, I owe somebody $20. Mm -hmm. They want you to borrow money so that you basically for the rest of your life are an indentured servant. Society is set up so that you will always be in debt. A society with people in debt is a society that's enslaved, which means a society that can't think independently. That is the reality of why our country in particular, and I'm not getting political, I'm just stating a fact, is so addicted to debt. That's the reason the politicians, that's the reason the government wants you to borrow money. Why do you think the government gives you a deduction for certain things that require you to have debt? They want you to be in debt. If you have to wake up every morning and you have to go and basically, you know, earn, for, spend eight or ten hours earning money to pay your debts, chances are you're not going to have a lot of time for other things, for example, questioning what the politicians are doing. That is how essentially every, you know, society all the way back to the Roman Empire worked. I want you to be very clear on that. You can break free of that. It starts with a conscious thought that you have to basically understand the simple definition of uh, being rich isn't 10 million or 20 million or 3 million. It's when your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. Okay? Rounding the bend, if you have a low burn rate, if your personal overhead, 
I know some of my friends in Manhattan and L.A. are going to go, how can you possibly live on $7,500 a month? Most of you can have a very nice life between five dollars and $10,000 a month. Fact, right? So here's your challenge. Follow the financial plan that we set out for you. Pay off all your debt. Do it by selling real estate. It's the quickest way to accumulate wealth that I've come across other than winning the Powerball. <laughs> and then what you do is you then start buying rental properties. You don't have to buy them in your own market. Julie and I have rental properties in four different states. We have rental properties, some rental properties that we haven't seen in years. We still get the checks for them, right? We still make money from them. We still have enough money coming in that, you know, if we chose not to work anymore, we wouldn't have to. That's We've done what we're asking for all of you to consider doing. Because when you have that money coming in, and by the way, Julie, I saw on your desk you have a, check, a stack of rent checks we need to take to the bank, right? Indeed. Yep. <laughs> when you have that money coming in, guys, that is the very definition of rich because you are financially free. Please do not let anybody convince you that you need to be dependent on anybody else other than yourself. Don't believe for a second you need some politician. I'm Obviously, you know, it's an election year. Don't for a second believe that any politician on either side of the table is going to solve your problems. They won't. The only thing that's going to solve your problems and the only thing that's going to get you to the point where you're financially free, that you have the life that you want, that you probably used to and hopefully will someday again dream about, is if you own it, you take responsibility for it, you stop thinking that it's sometime in the future where you're actually going to take this seriously. It's now. Oh, this is a good time for me to interject. Um, this time of year, a lot of you guys need to be getting your business plans done. You need to be getting your uh real estate treasure map. And I'm going to give you guys a free copy of our real estate treasure map and one of my favorite books of all time. I read this book when I was originally like 11, then 12, and I have always had a copy of this book. It's uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So what I want you to do is I want you to request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, you automatically get uh, both of those books for free. Now, you can't hop on over to Amazon and buy them, and I'll certainly appreciate you earning us money by buying a book, but I'll just as easily be happy giving you free copies when you request your free coaching call. No strings attached there, guys. We do have coaching programs that are going to fit every single budget. I mean, you can get into Real Estate Coaching Essentials for $300 a month, $297 a month. You can get into one of our higher-end coaching programs, and, and we can even help you finance the program. So we're the only coaching organization that offers uh, financing. So literally you can finance it if you're a little bit cash tight right now. It starts by you asking for a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and we'll see if we're a fit for you and you're a fit for us, and if we are, then we'll go forward together. If you ever need to email Julie and I directly, and we'll get to point number nine here in a second, if you ever need to email Julie and I directly, we encourage you to. We love the emails. Julie at timandjulieharris.com or Tim at timandjulieharris.com. So, my dear, point number nine. Yes, and and all of these points are kind of zeroing in to another, I'm going to call this kind of a bonus point, to play into some of them needing help. Some of them are having headaches right now as they realize they're not going to have an, a liquidity event, as they realize that they're going to have to do the things that they don't have, feel like doing a large amount of time in order to get themselves there. So here's hey, a don't fact. change our saying. Don't change our <laughs> well, saying. Yes, you got to do, and maybe we can stop on just that word, do, right, what you don't want to do, right. when you don't want to do it, and do it at a high level. Well, all these things we're thinking, we're talking about here, a lot of these guys are realizing that 
if we're being honest, that means they probably will need to increase the number of transactions in order to peel off those percentages to meet or exceed their financial goals, to keep their taxes paid, to get, or, to, get to or maintain a debt-free lifestyle. So if your current production doesn't support your financial goals just yet, there's only one answer. Become a listing agent or become a better listing agent. Have more listings. Adopt more spokes. Get your lead generation and lead follow-up in order. That should not cause you a panic attack, maybe a mini panic attack. But guess what? It's curable. FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Get some help. Don't go it alone. But you guys Julie, all can identify you, agents who have done it. Go ahead. Since, you, since you've gone down this road, it is worth pointing out the fact that we realize that you probably aren't hearing most of the things that we're telling you from anybody else. We realize that. Um, and you know what? We didn't hear it either. So when Julie and I, where most of, where most of you guys are, uh, we weren't finding this information readily available ourselves. We had to seek it out. True. We were, you know, we had tons of mentors, tons of coaches. We had lots and lots of, you know, sources of information, read books, read everything. From all that, and not to mention the literally hundreds of thousands of coaching calls that we've done personally, and now becoming one of the largest coaching organizations in the world, from all those experiences, that's what we've essentially, that, that's what we've created. That's the system that we have, is teaching you guys the stuff that, you know, we've learned the hard way, that we've learned from other people who've learned the hard way. And the old Chinese proverb is that, a, you know, a smart man learns from his mistakes, a brilliant man learns from, learns from the mistakes of others. That is the essence of what a great coach does for you. It shortens the journey. It answers the questions that you probably haven't even thought of to ask yet. It makes it so that you have an easier path to getting to whatever your goals are. That's the bottom line. Julie, let's get to one more point. Yep, you got it. Okay, so point number nine, skeptics are never successful. Being skeptical is an excuse for, wait for it, this is going to make some of them turn red, being skeptical is an excuse for just being lazy. Some of you guys, it's like you're – it's your thing to question everything all the time and not to believe anything. And, yes, we actually encourage you to question a little bit, know what you are signing up for, and ask for facts. But base your decisions on fact, not on fiction. The proof is in results. So know where to draw the line between being a lazy skeptic. Well, I'm not going to do that. That can never work in my market. That can't work this time of year. That can't work for me or my price range or where I live. Okay, that's just an excuse. You're being lazy. Base your decisions on facts. So know the questions to ask. You guys are pitched a million things in your email and your voicemail all the time. You get flyers in your office email. This is the latest, greatest, whatever. Some of it works. Coaching works. But you need to ask the right questions. You need to ask what kind of results can you prove you're getting. You can be a little skeptical. That's healthy to question, okay, but not to use it as your excuse to do nothing or to not do enough to meet or exceed your goals or to not have goals in the first place because you're too skeptical and you don't think it will work. So be well, careful so, knowing where to draw that line. Skepticism and skeptics in general are just procrastinators. You said lazy, and I think that's the same thing. But mm -hmm. in essence, they just use it as procrastination. So, Julie, let's give them some real drill-down coaching here, right, in the time we have remaining. So sure. you, uh, based on the whole um, you know, DISC personality profile, and a lot of you guys won't have predicted this, Julie is prominently analytical. Okay, Now, if you know her, you'd know that because she's a professional musician. She's played in orchestras. You know, she's a natural teacher, obviously. You know, she runs our company. She's the president of our company. But her prominent personality type is analytical. And analyticals, their prominent stance on everything and anything that pr provides new or conflicting information <laughs> is to be a skeptic. True, Julie? True. Absolutely. Okay, so you, 
you used to be like that. You were skeptical about everything and anything. And, you know, it's been forever ago. Granted, it's been, you know, well over a decade ago that you were able to basically mature out of that stance. But why, you know, why do you think when you run into an analytical person, because those generally are the more skeptical types, when you run mm-hmm. into those folks, being that you've been there, done that, and being that analyticals typically have the hardest time breaking out of that, you know, skeptical realm, how did you do it? Well, I think it gets down to accepting that that's how you think, but knowing where to apply that to. I look at facts. I look at, you know, I, I was just talking to a coaching client uh, before this, and I said, you know, a lot of coaches will say, you got to make this many contacts, and if you're not making this many contacts, you're not doing a good job. And then the uh, agent will say, well, I, sh- I did a good job this week because I made 50 contacts. Well, I don't really care how many contacts you made. I want to see results. I want to see appointments. The proof to anything is in appointments. Somebody's trying to sell you some great lead generation thing and, you know, that's the best thing ever. Well, it's their job. They're selling you something. I want to see results. I want to see, you know, what is the proof in the pudding? So I look for questioning that is based on reality instead of having a negative outlook and just assuming something won't work. There's a difference. And in real estate, being on the analytical end of the spectrum, there are things you should be analytical about. You just have to know where to apply that. What should you be analytical about? Write a good, clean, acceptable contract. Don't have somebody have to chase your paperwork down. Okay, That's someplace you can be highly analytical, perfectionist, and do a great job without taking three weeks to write a contract, right? Well, how about something real practical that they can use mm-hmm. immediately, especially given the fact that we're rolling into the time of year where all the basic snake oil salesmen and the easy button you know, oh, purveyors yeah, totally. and the, you know, all, the, all the Willy Wonkas start doing their mm-hmm. road shows. You guys are going to be getting tickets to go see Willy Wonka. You know, he's going to, you know, basically he's very seductive. He's going to lead you to believe that you can buy this golden ticket and all your problems are going to be solved. And if you're in a, an emotional state, which there are masters at putting you in this emotional state where you basically are just lulled into reaching for your credit card, that's where you need to basically be a skeptic. That's where you start needing to ask the questions like, hey, has this guy ever sold real estate before? Because I'll Hmm. share with you guys a simple fact. And some of you are going to be offended by me saying this, but it's still the truth. Most, if not all, of the folks that are in the real estate, realtor coaching business have never sold real estate before. They were literally selling something else to somebody else before. Maybe they were offering sales training for insurance people, or maybe they were in a totally unrelated business. There are um, you know, lots and lots of folks that basically are looking for opportunities to you know, essentially sell sales training as coaching and get into this industry. We see them all the time. They email us all the time because we're our stature in the industry. They're wanting to do events with us. They're wanting to do that, wanting to do the other thing. These guys are absolute, complete, I'm going to say it, in most cases, I mean, honestly, guys, I can't be too harsh on it because a lot of you don't know us and you're going to be thinking that I'm just, you know, selling my own book and I'm not. I need you to be skeptical. I need you to ask the tough questions. I need you to think about the fact that if you wanted to be a superstar tennis player, your goal was to basically learn how to play tennis better than anybody else. Are you going to hire someone that read some books and knows the theory of tennis? Are you going to hire somebody that's actually played tennis at a high level, been nationally ranked, if not internationally ranked? And you have a choice between somebody who's actually been there, done that at the highest level, versus somebody that basically can essentially give you a good spiel on why you should hire them to be your, co- your tennis coach. What are you going to do? Because a lot of you guys are facing those decisions every single day. You're facing them, guess what, in your offices. Your office managers are telling you that, oh, I can be your coach. Or, you know, so-and-so is telling you they can be your coach. 
Well, based on what? Have you ever sold real estate? Have you personally ever? That should be the number one rule. Have they ever sold real estate? Yes, no. Have they ever sold real estate at a high level? A high level starts at 100 units per year. Have they? And if they did, if you have two yeses, you're on the right path. And the third yes is how many houses, I'm sorry, how many years in a row did you sell real estate at for a high level? That's when most of them are going to fall on their faces. And the fourth question I would start with is going to be, did you just basically sell a subdivision and that's where you got your units from? Or was it from essentially building a lead generation wheel and building an actual real estate business? You know, you ask those questions, you peel back that layer of the onion, you're going to get to the truth. And then you want to see what you're buying. So many of you guys jump into these you know, programs and you don't even know what you're getting. Our coaching program is comprehensive. It includes all aspects of your real estate business, scripts, objection handlers, listing presentations, every single thing that you need to build your listing presentation. And a lot of things that you don't know you need, but you will need as your business starts to scale. We've included that with our coaching program. All of our coaches have sold homes at a high level. All of our coaches, most of our coaches, were the top agents in their market. Julie has 15 coaches that work for her right now. We're looking for five more coaches. If you think you meet our ridiculously high criteria to be a coach, email Julie directly at julie at timandjulieharris.com because, like I said, in the next few months we're going to need another five coaches. If there's anything we can ever do for you guys, please reach out. Please ask for help. Make this your best year ever. Make this the year that sets the bar for all future years. Make this the year that makes it so that you're financially set up for the rest of your life, that you develop the habits that you know you have to have to be endlessly successful. You don't have to suffer ups and downs. You don't have to be worried about whether we're going to have a recession or a depression or whatever the interest rates are. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You can be successful no matter what the market is. It all starts with the actions you take and the thoughts that you're allowed to manifest in your head. If there's anything we can do for you, please reach out. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.